Hi, and thanks for joining us. This is Mitzi Moody with our Loving Life podcast, our women's devotional uh, headquarters here. We do a podcast, and today we're doing a, a podcast from our newest devotional of today is National Women's Day. We're celebrating as National Women's Day continues today. We want our title of our devotional to be never use your influence as a woman to do evil today is national women's day a day when we honor women but in today's women's devotional we talk we are talking about women in general and how can they use their influence in a righteous way that will lead the world around them to live up to the standards of god this is mainly focused on women, but the same basic truth also applies to everyone, men and women. Beginning in the Garden of Eden and continuing until eternity, the world has been drawn into sin by Satan. The only hope the world has, in fact, is that God sent his son to bring about the forgiveness of sin. The message of the cross is made known by the influence and example of those who are willing to hear it and live it for the Lord. Today, more than ever, Christian women should be using every opportunity they have to be a positive influence on society. If we take advantage of the doors that are open to us, we can make a big impact on our society. Though we may hear the cries of a radical feminist who is trying her best to taint the view of all women today, Christian women must recognize the positive influence that they can have on public morality. We must realize that it's our responsibility to help other women understand the importance of living a pure godly life. There can be no doubt that today's society is plunging its head first into sin. Crime is rampant. There never seems to be any end to drug and alcohol abuse. After a slight statistical dip, Cigarette smoking has increased, especially among younger uh, children. Gambling is being legalized by more and more states and local governments. Abortion and illegal births are sprawling upward with illegitimate children. Television program is filled with sleazy talk shows airing with kinky relationships. And everything a man we can imagine that we see on TV now. Abnormal lifestyles are presented as family shows as if they are the normal. Educational systems are influencing our children to be more worldly. Marriages are falling apart and children are out of control. There is an alternative to all these declining standards and the way to increase morality should be just shrug our shoulders and accept things as they are. I don't think so. Obviously, we should not accept the standards of society and the solution to the problem is Christianity. Our challenge as Christian women is to rise above the world and allow the godless virtue, godless virtue and Christianity to rule in our lives. While men should be setting an example for other men, women must also set this example for living a moral life for other women. Though our nation as a whole has lost its moral compass, it's not the first time this has happened. The Bible tells us of the fall of Adam and Eve, the pride of Babel, the corruption of Noah's day, Sodom and Gomorrah, right down to the degeneration of the Roman society in the first century.
As corrupt as the Roman society was, Paul managed to convert many of them from their wicked ways during the day when which we could do the same today. Throughout biblical history, we can see how women should influence a nation in a positive way or in a negative way. As women, so the examples I'll be using will be good and bad women of the Bible. Our first example comes from the notorious Jezebel, who was probably one of the most wicked women to walk the earth. The details of her life can be read in 1 Kings 16, 31, 21, 1 through 24. She was a murderous, selfish woman determined to have their own way and to wipe out God's servants. The Bible has nothing good to say about this woman. The New Testament says her name is synonymous with evil and treachery, as we see in Revelation 2.20. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you because you allow that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, to teach and seduce my servants to commit sexual immorality and to eat things sacrificed to idols. Her name is used to describe a seducer of the saints. Jezebel not only had a negative influence on her husband, King Ahab, but her evil ways had influenced her daughter, Athelah, as well. 2 Kings 11.1 1 says, When Athelah, the mother of Azariah, saw that her son was dead, she arose and destroyed all the royal heirs. But Josheba, the daughter of King Jorab, sister of Azaniah, took Joash, the son of Ahab, and stole him away from the king which had been murdering, and they hid him and his nurse in the bedroom from Athelia, so that he was not killed. So when he was hidden with her in the house of the Lord for six years, while Athelia reigned over the land. So she was so wicked, when her son King Azaliah was murdered, she set out to have her grandsons murdered in order to claim the throne for herself. Only through God's providence, one is one of the children, Josiah, rescued by Josheba and her husband. They gave Joash proper rearing and later led in a revolt that established him as king. Joash became one of the royal reformers of God's people. Like mother, like daughter, these two evil women had a negative influence on God's people. If left unchallenged, they would have done greater harm, but both of these women were killed. However, thanks to Josheba and her husband, the one young lad, Joash, was saved and was raised in the way of righteousness and became the next king who turned their people back to the way of God. This example shows the difference our influence can have on a nation. The two evil daughters influenced the nation to evil, but Josheba and her husband influenced the new king toward righteousness, which influenced the nation to righteousness. So do not ever us underestimate the power of your influence as a woman. Esther is another woman whose influence had a direct bearing on the outcome of an entire nation. If you remember her story, then you know she became the queen of Persia. Haman, who was a wicked man, tried to destroy the Jews that were in captivity. When Mordecai learned of the plot, he encouraged Esther to inform the king of the scheme, saying to her in Esther 4.14, for if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. 
Like the courage of Josheba, Esther risked her life by going to the king without an invitation. She knew it was worth the risk to save her people and preserve the lineage that Christ would come through. Women would never think that they cannot make great change in our nation because Esther shows that's possible. Yes, we should all do our part in trying to influence those around us to live for God and follow His way. None of us should think that someone better than me can need to change things. Instead, we need to remember what Mordecai told Esther. Yet, who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. In the New Testament, we learn of Herodias in Matthew 14, 3. For Herod had laid hold of John and bound him and put him in prison for the sake of Herodias, the brother Philip's wife, because John the Baptist had said to him, It is not lawful for you to have her. And also, although he wanted to put him to death, he feared the multitudes because they counted him as a prophet. But when Herod's birthday was celebrated, the daughter of Herodias danced before him and pleased Herod. Therefore, he promised with an oath to give her whatever she might ask. So she, having been prompted by her mother, said, Give me John the Baptist's head on a platter. And the king was sorry. Nevertheless, because of the oath and because of those who sat with him, he commanded it to be given her. So he sent and had John beheaded in prison, and his head was brought on a platter and gave to the girl, and she brought it to her mother. So here we have another example of how a woman used her influence to carry out senseless murder. Herodias was a no adulterous woman who hated the preaching of God's truth by John the Baptist, and she found opportunity to have him murdered when her daughter Salome dancing pleased King Herod. When he offered her daughter whatever she wanted, she asked for the head of John the Baptist on a platter, which ended the life of the forerunner of Christ. When the Bible has many examples of wicked women using their influence in wicked ways, we also have many examples of kind women who use their influence in good ways. For example, Lydia. She was a woman whose influence helped spread the gospel of Christ in Philippi in the first century. The account of her faithful life of service as follower of the helper of Paul is in Acts sixteen fourteen. Now a certain woman named Lydia heard us. She was a seller of purple from the city of Thyatira, who worshipped God. The Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul, and when she heard her household were baptized, she begged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. So she persuaded us. Lydia was a seller of purple, a luxurious dye affordable only by the wealthy. She had many contacts in her community. Though we are totally spe specifically of the things she did, we can see that she opened her home up of Paul and Silas to come, and she appears she also opened her home to other brethren, as told in Acts 16.40. So they went out of the prison and entered the house of Lydia. And when they had seen the brethren, they encouraged them and departed. And being convicted to Christianity, showing hospitality was, was one thing that Lydia encouraged. Another great example of a woman and a grandmother was was that of Lois and Eunice in 2 Timothy 1 5 
this mother, this mother and grandmother was a great influence on Timothy, and that's why Paul says, "When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt yourself in the grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded in you also, and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through the faith which is in Christ." Timothy's father was a Greek and most likely would not have taught him anything about the Jewish way, but his mother and grandmother made sure that he knew about God and what scriptures taught. Paul commanded them for their faith. A mother and grandmother should never underestimate the importance of their Christian influence on children and their grandchildren. We should consider many other women of the Bible whose lives affected the course of history. Eve's fall to temptation, Sarah taking matters into her own hand and not waiting for the promised son, Rebecca's deception of Isaac, Jobab's saving of the baby Moses, Deborah's judgment of Israel, Delilah's betrayal of Samson, Ruth's faithfulness to Naomi, Hannah's rearing up of Samuel, Bathsheba's sin with David, Huldah's prophesying, Mary's role in the virgin birth, the Samaritan woman bringing her townspeople to meet Christ, the hospitality of Mary and Martha, Mary Magdalene's taking the word of the resurrection to Jesus' followers, Dorcas' generosity, the poor of her community, Phoebe's encouragement of Paul, as well as all the multitudes of others, named and unnamed, whose deeds are recorded in God's word. We learn from all these women to emulate the good and to avoid the evils. It's been said that on average, each of us have a direct influence on 200 and pe- 250 people in our lifetime. Obviously, those with more public lives will influence more people than those who have limited contact with others, but we never know who is watching us and who is being impressed by the lives we're leading, whether that impression is favorable or not. It may be the checker at the grocery store who sees our attitude when the line is long. It may be another driver who sees how we yak to a traffic jam or by someone cutting us off. It may be the elderly lady who uses a hand that, uh, with the yard work. Our paths constantly cross those who are fruit inspectors, noticing whether our lives are filled with good works and our attitudes of the flesh or the fruits of the Spirit, which are Galatians 5.22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, and such there is no law. Holy living does not have an influence over the world. While it is true that each of us is only one person, together we are an army. If we each determine, I can be strong, I will not compromise. That which I know to be right, that's what I will teach my family and do. I will show kindness and deal ethically with others. I will put the kingdom of God first and pray for all. Then this world would be a better place because we as women, do our part in serving God and being the best influencers we could be. I hope all of us will always do our best to live for God in word and deed and never use our influence as a woman for evil. Thanks for joining us today on this broadcast. I'm Mitzi Moody, and this is Loving Life.